Thanks for checking out this episode of the Thunder Underground Podcast. My name is Trent. My name is Jason. We're here to bring you a part one of a two-part episode we have where we had an interview with Sid Falk. Yes. uh, What a doozy. Yeah. We got a lot of listening for you guys, but it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. He he came over and sat down and talked with us, and I think the audio wound up, it's it's a little over three hours, so we split it up into, into two parts for you. And hopefully you dig this and then tune in. The next one will be up here in a few days, two or three days. So if you're listening this week. Yes. And we'll get into talk a little bit more about about Sid here in a minute. But before that, we wanted to play a song from a band that's out of Tulsa, Oklahoma called Severmind. You got anything you'd like to say about them? Or? Uh, we're going to play Dying Dream, right? Right. Great song. These guys are heavy hitters and uh, uh, great guys. Uh, so we want you guys to really check this track out. Yep, this is Severmind called Dying Dream. Oh, my. 
once again, that was Severmind Dying Dream. And these guys got a couple gigs coming up in the, this area of the country. They've got, what, a couple weeks? They've got a gig on the 30th, right? Yes, uh, Friday, October 30th at the Shrine in Tulsa. Uh, in Tulsa. Uh, Gulch, Severmind, uh, Machine in the Mountain, Less Than Human. Uh, it's the heavy Halloween, so you guys need to get down there. Cool. And then the next weekend, they're going to Kansas City and opening up for Drek, who is a band from actually from Kansas City. Yeah, November 7th. So check check both of those out if you're in the area of either one of them. And check these guys out on Facebook. I believe it's just Severmind, S-E-V-E-R-M-I-N-D. Yes. They've got their music on Reverb Nation, and you can download it, buy it, stream it. So All check that. those guys out. Yeah, they're great. Well, we've got, uh, here in just a minute, we're going to get into this interview with Sid Falk, who was, uh, at one time, the drummer for Overkill, and it was during their, kind of the height of their, or it was kind of the height of the thrash metal movement. He was there from 87 to 92, when all that stuff was blowing up, you know, thanks to the Metallicas and the Megadeths, and then, yeah, you know, these other bands, you know, kind of got some exposure, like Overkill and Exodus, and anthrax and all the other bands and he was he was there for their three probably their three most popular albums or their three most well-known albums yes i think that you know to to hardcore overkill heads i think that's the three that everybody goes to yeah under the influence uh years of decay and horoscope yeah and those are kind of like like you said the ones everybody goes to and they kind of they've kind of had a resurgence as of late in the last five or ten years with uh, White Devil Armory and uh, what's the other one? Iron Bound. Yes. And I'm drawing a blank on the most recent one, but or White Devil Armory was the most recent one. But I there's think another, so. there's another one in between there. But it's still great stuff. But what we're here to talk about is the classic stuff with Sid. Yes. And before that, he was in Battle Zone, which was Paul Diano's band after he left Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. And so he's got a lot to talk about of both Overkill and Paul Diano. And then, of course, new music that he's working on, which is called Infectus 13. And that's a band that's based out of, well, it's not really based out of Tulsa, I was going to say, because that's where he's, he's working on a lot of the music here. But the singer's based out of Jersey. And I think one of the other members is based out of Florida. Florida, I think, yeah. so the bass player. Yeah, and then a, couple, then a couple of other ones are here in Tulsa as well. I can't wait for it to come out. I hope they keep working on it and getting it out. It's ripping, ripping stuff. Yeah, they've got two songs that you can listen to now. One one was a cover of uh, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones, and the other one's an original track. And you can find that on, I know it's on Spotify, and I think, uh, I know you can find a link on their Facebook page, which is Infectus 13. Or no, it's a, on Facebook, it's Infectus Band, all one word. And then... You can find their website, which is just www.infectus13.com. And also check us out, which is www.thethunderunderground.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and SoundCloud, obviously. Yes. We've got tons of, uh, I say tons, this will be number 22. So we've got 21 other episodes you can go check out. Yep. And we do have an episode featuring the band we just played, Severmind. Yes. So definitely listen to that. Yeah. If you dug that that song, go check that out. And if you're listening to this because you like thrash metal, you can go check out one we did with the singer from Battlecross a few episodes ago. 
and we've got all kinds of other people on there because we kind of span the gamut from hard rock to you know the heaviest of heavy so that's right we we've got you guys taken care of right well you got anything else you want to say before we get into this just uh you know thanks to sid for doing this uh he made it real easy uh you know he is a uh he covered everything so uh it was just uh it was a joy to talk to him yes yes it definitely was take a listen to this and We'll remind you again, but obviously in a few days you can hear a part two of this. So here's our here's our interview with Sid. got to be careful, yeah. you know, because, I mean, I can go home, sit in my, my basement and say, hey, hey, I got a radio station coming to You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and yeah. I'm, I'm just, not not for this particular, just in general, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it, this whole internet crap is just, you know, turned everything upside down. Yeah. Right. You know, I've, I've had people message and contact me and everybody say, hey, hey. I really want to sign you. I really want to sign you. And okay, well, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, here's the link. And I go, okay, there's Facebook. You're saying you're in fucking high school. <laughs> well, don't fucking talk to me. I mean, seriously? You got a record label? You're in high school? You want to sign people? You know? I'm just like, I, 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 well, you're I, helping me start my record label. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just That's like what they're the, trying to do. Yeah. Well, no, but it's like you can be anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know till after the fact. I mean, you get yeah. a lot of people get in trouble because they, they go off. Yeah, and and as you you can set up whatever you want, like on Facebook or I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. All I'm familiar with is Facebook. Yeah. I, out of necessity, obviously, but. I mean, you can sit up anything you want and say, yeah. call yourself and make it look real. And I mean, yeah. I've talked to people that are like, oh, we, we went way down that <laughs> road before we realized something was really off wow. here. It was just like, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to talk to these people because I don't freaking know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It, it, it's like, you know, it, it makes it, people just can do whatever they want and they figure, you know, and I think it makes them think that they. I mean, I hate to sound bad about it, but I think it makes a lot of people think that they're bigger or more knowledgeable than they really are. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know? because, because it's so easy, you know. I yeah. mean, nowadays, all you need is a, is, is a computer, a phone, and an internet connection. Yeah. You're just, you, so you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, you know, of course, not as way back. You yeah. know? I mean, there, there was a certain order things went in. Yeah. You know, you, there were none of that, you know. Yeah. People want to talk to you, they're either from, like, an actual radio station or they're a magazine. Yeah. Or, or in, in, you know, in the in, in the later years of that, you know, you had all the fan scenes crop up, which yeah. was cool. Yeah. But it was very specific. There was, you couldn't just say you were somebody because right. you had to go through like management and record companies publishing and all, uh, publishers and all that shit you know there's a legit yeah. chain of command so to speak to get to do anything now well, I would imagine it hurts legitimate places because yeah. people are, are be, you know people are becoming kind of wary of yeah I don't know about this because yeah. I'm I'm not up to date on how it works now yeah. I mean I had to hire somebody to normally just to say, you you want to talk to the band uh, this is, talk to this person because yeah, 
she's 23 she's 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 a journalist she's worked for management she worked for uh, uh publishing and she's she's also a staff writer in a couple of magazines that talk to her because she, she knows how this shit works because i have no clue <laughs> yeah you know you, you, you call me I'm, I'm happy you show interest yeah so i'll talk to anybody and she's just like you're wasting a lot of time dude and i'm like okay you're in charge <laughs> because it's just you know i can't keep up i don't yeah. know I don't know even know how to look people up. It's, okay, is this legit? Yeah, well, it looks like they have an internet radio station. Yeah, they, they got like, every two weeks they broadcast, they have three listeners. So you, you want to do that? I'm like, well, do, can, can then you got to start, can you afford to say no? I mean, yeah. If they have three listeners, there might be three people that never heard about you. Yeah. And they would never learn about what you're doing now. So she's like, well, there comes a time when you got to just, you know, say, hey, you know, Right now, we, we don't have nothing current. We're still working, you know, like when we released the last single, whatever you want to call it, in February, it blew up. It completely yeah. blew up. I mean, you know, we, we could have been doing this for 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. Yeah. That's yeah. different. There's something current. Right now, we're back to just, you know, writing, recording, trying to finish this yeah. damn album up. And so, the, you know, there's not an immediate out that people want to talk about so it's cool you know but she's like well when you get 10 requests a day you got to start and I'm just <laughs> yeah, like okay yeah. now you tell me where to be when to be there or who to call or who's gonna call me and said and and because I got no fucking clue <laughs> you know I'm Bob the singer I'm Jersey he's he's a lot more up to date on the new stuff as far as how it works and he's the same way he said Sid you were supposed to call in where when I told you. I said, when did you tell me? Oh, a couple of weeks ago. I said, dude, I, I, I don't know what you fucking told me yesterday. You know, I said, we need somebody to coordinate this and just babysit us because yeah. we're, we're, we can't keep up with this shit. And that was the problem. You know, we, we probably pissed a lot of people up because we miss shit because we were trying to do everything ourselves. You're just yeah. like, hey, who cares? We're not, you know, we're not mega. We're just yeah. fucking, you know, doing, doing the project. Yeah. Yeah, true. You know, so we're all we don't we don't we don't need all these people in <coughs> management. We don't need all this. Now yeah. now we're like, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's my beef for the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you probably everybody always asks, you know, what do you what do you think of the new way of doing things with like the social media? And yeah. All this? So you, yeah. you kind of. If you ask that, you're probably gonna be able to guess my my yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it is good. It's yeah. good for some things. Yeah. It's bad that there's no there's no weeding process. Yeah. You don't have. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, back in the day, you, you you went out in the garage with your buddies. You're 15, 16. You stood there and played. Just made noise. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple of years down the road, you you learned enough songs and make them sound good yeah. enough. You went. And, somebody's backyard party you played and enough people like you that somebody would hear about hey why don't you know come to this club and open blah 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 eventually you got <laughs> to where somebody might actually you got good enough people would look at you seriously and say hey dude we need to check this band out we might need to sign these we might blah blah now there's no way you know yeah. you, you have one of these sit down <laughs> play guitar run it through a computer you can make it sound any way you want yeah. Yeah. and all of a sudden you have you know a Facebook page or this band you you know, you, you have thousand, two thousand likes or whatever. Yeah. You know, now now you say, hey, I'm, I'm releasing an album. Well, you know, you're releasing something you recorded and you shared it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and ran through a computer. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and that hurts. <laughs> that hurts legitimate bands that that have you know 
how, you you got Facebook, obviously. How how many invites to like a fan page do you get a day? A ton. <laughs> yeah. Right. A ton. Yeah. A ton. How do you know which one is legit and which one is just garbage? Yeah. You don't. No. And that hurts the band. Like everybody says, yeah, but it's you know so you can get reach so many more people. Said so, no, you can't. You're yeah. reaching fewer people because people get tired of these invites. They're not gonna mm -hmm. go check you out. Yeah. Because. They the last so ten times them. they did that, it was garbage. Yeah, there were, it was people who recorded something in the, in the bathroom yeah. that they didn't run through a computer, and it sounded exactly like it. Yeah, you know. So eventually, you're gonna stop checking new bands yeah. out. Well, and it's like uh, we've talked about this before. You know, people might like a, something a whole lot, like hit like, like you know, hit like. But yeah. what does that really mean? I mean, are they gonna mm -hmm. buy it? Or are they gonna show up? Exactly. You know, and that's and it. That's a lot tough. of times you do it because you you know, and, and I'm bad. I'm 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 guilty of it because people. I I get in your day. I, I get so many requests for like my band. Like hey, oh, you want to listen to me? Blah blah blah. I just fucking hit like because if I don't first time that that invite's gonna keep showing oh, up. Yeah. They're gonna keep being so I hit like just to get it out of my newsfeed. <laughs> you know, and and that sounds really bad and arrogant, but I I I don't have neither the time or the desire to go and listen to yeah. everything. And, and you know, yeah, which which again, as you said, now you're driving up likes, you get a public. The more like especially the way Facebook is set up nowadays is, you you unless you keep having people hit like on on anything you post on a on a on a band a celebrity or a business page for that matter. Yeah, they restrict who gets to see it. Yeah, yeah. The the more people and the more often they hit like. The more Facebook is going to put it in people's news, yeah, you know, yeah. So you're you're helping, you know, you're helping accelerate the problem you're bitching about because you hit like it's showing up, and now there's more nobodies that should never have been heard outside. You know, their family won't yeah. even come listen to them practice now. Yeah. They have five thousand likes on the page. They get in everybody's news feeds yeah. because they reach a certain amount of like, and Facebook's algorithms works that well. The more likes. They want to grow. They want to grow. Eventually, they're gonna start paying for advertisement, which yeah. is bullshit. Because you can pay all you want, you're still only gonna get in the yeah. news feeds. Yeah. That that first of all, you're gonna show up in news feed as a sponsored ad, and you're also gonna show up in that little strip on the right that we all ignore because you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, one eight hundred flowers. Yeah, what the fuck do I care? I mean, <laughs> Who looks at that? Yeah, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So it's just like a, it's a, that's back in the day. It's like. You, you you did not get to get hurt until you have earned it. Yeah. Which, then the other side of the coin is, well, yeah, but there was a lot of bands that really deserved that to have had a chance never that never got yeah. a chance because yeah. they never played the right yeah. background party or there wasn't a club in the town where they could start building a you know building a real following. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's two sides to that coin. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and we you know a couple of years ago, I we had this idea. I mean, it was just talk, but um. You know, Josh, you know, plays drums. I can play guitar, scream in a microphone, and you could put it up on Facebook, make a Facebook page, and you remember that? Yeah. And just to see how, just to see how as it's become. As a joke, you know. Just as a joke, it. you know. But, but that's exactly. But, and we'd get, just like you said, you got, we'd probably get people from all over contacting us. And and, and, yeah, and that's, the, that's exactly the, you know, the problem <laughs> yeah. I'm describing yeah. is you can be anybody. You don't have to be legit. You don't. Yeah. You don't have to do anything but just say something that people you think people will hear and want to hear. And again, 
sending out like invites, blah blah blah, yeah. and all of a sudden you you appear legit. Not that you're not, and, and I'm not saying that just because yeah. you can't play, or, or I personally think you should never have recorded that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. first you need to learn to tune your guitars. Yeah. You know, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean that they, they're not, they don't have a, a right to do it. I'm mm -hmm. just saying it's just, everybody's, oh, you know, Facebook, social media, all this crap, it's, you know, it's revolutionized. No, it's actually hurt the business more yeah. than it's helped it. Because yeah. you're you're focusing on the wrong people, and it, it's also focusing on the wrong part of the business, which is not, I mean, it's not even a business anymore in the sense that it used to be. Mm -hmm. It's it's now it's just a game, mm -hmm. you know how how. Yeah, you game, know, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, because I don't have to go look for an album. I don't have to wait for it to come out. I can just go on YouTube. I can download a free program that when I play back that YouTube album, you know, somebody post a whole album. When they play back, I, I'll have a program in my computer, on my phone probably now, that will record that whole album onto yeah. my device. All of a sudden, I have an album I never paid for. Yeah. Now, record labels, they're not even legit anymore because they're not around. There's yeah. three of them, and then there's a few small ones that claim to be something, which is more, you know, yeah. you two go and record your stuff, <laughs> and you pay for everything, and if you have something that might sell and make money, They'll distribute it for you, yeah. but you're still self-financing everything. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know, you, you don't get that regularly. We'll say, hey, you know, I want to sign a three-album deal for X, X amount of money over X amount of years, and here's here's some money to go and, you know, you're not going to be able to work two day jobs, and write music that we can yeah. sell. So here's some money. Quit your day job. Put yourself on a budget. Go write a good album. Right? That yeah. don't exist anymore yeah. because they're never going. They don't make their money back anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, who knows where it's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not gonna, um, you know, how are you gonna stop it now? All, all the downloads and all the, the, you download a copy, you you can, you, there's no, you know, back in the day, we did it, you know, we mm. went out and bought an album. Yeah. We, yeah. we recorded on cassette tape, you know, and somebody, hey, dude, man, I'm broke. I, I don't have six bucks to go buy that new album. Make me a cassette. And you would do it. But it was limited how many could you do because you actually, it was a manual process. Now you download that file, you, you can do an email list of 100 to 1,000 people or whatever, yeah. send that file out in, in three seconds. Yeah. You know, And that's what the problem is. The record labels ain't going to do anything because they're never going to make their money back. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, point somebody that, you know, we interviewed a while back, uh, Sprout from Kingshifter said, um, how, how would you fix it now? How would you go about trying to convince all these kids that have never paid for an album to start paying for one now. You can't. And that's the trick. Yeah, my, and there's no... <laughs> yeah, because there's a whole generation now that well, never... Yeah, and, and it's not just a, a problem of an attitude. Is why should I pay when I can get it for free? Mm -hmm. To them, it's not... It's, you know... Well, you want to watch HBO, you're going to pay. Yeah. Right? It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a freebie. It's a given. No, music is free. They don't realize that somebody is trying to you know. Yeah, yeah. You you don't buy this guy's album that you really like. He's probably not gonna make a second one because he can't afford to. Exactly. Because he never recouped the money. He's still you know a hundred yeah. grand in the hole from the last one that you really <laughs> like, but you didn't think you should pay for. Right. So how as you said, how you can't stop it. I mean, you you can you can make all downloading illegal, for that matter, mm -hmm. right? And and you're still gonna have people who's gonna do it. They'll oh, find yeah. a way around it, you know. You you can try and embed codes, 
in, 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 in music downloads. It's been done before, it's done with software. Well, you, 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 you can play it three times and the damn thing won't play anymore unless yeah. you buy a, a key to unlock the... the but how do you, how do you yeah. manage, who manages that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, know. I mean, so, you know, it, you know I, read, I can't remember who was talking about it. It was, it was fairly recent. Recent within the last six months, and, and, and it's one of the, I, I, as I said, I don't, it, Bono, like one of the superstars, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, was, was coming and said, you know, everybody gave him, no, actually, I think it was Dave Grohl, uh, you know, everybody gave a lot of shit back in the 90s about when, when he went to town and went to, to you know, yeah. I even think congressional hearings, all kinds of shit about Napster. You know, everybody told him he was he was a fucking douche. You yeah. know, hey, don't be a douche, don't be a dick. You know, type of deal. You know, you're talking out your ass. You're money hungry, blah. And and all his warnings about where we we're gonna hit. You know, and I said, I think it was Dave Grohl. He said, yeah, laugh all you want. The dude was a hundred percent right. He was right. You know, that's right. Exactly where you're at now. Now, now, how many bands are gonna say this ain't worth it? Yeah. This is not worth it. It's not. I don't like making music. I'm not making music to make money. Mm -hmm. But. How can you keep going if you're not? You you can't you know you you're still gonna invest money in even the home recording studio, yeah. which which is let's call it a couple of grand. But in order to 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 support your your life, you well you have to have a day job. Yeah. Okay. Now you you work eight ten hours a day. When you're gonna have time and energy to come home write a rock and roll album? People eventually there's some always gonna be some that's that passionate. Yeah. But most are not. Yeah. Because it's just too much of a struggle, yeah. You know, and then, then again, there's like now, where's the music business? Well, the, the 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 only ones that's gonna eventually be around is is, is, is you know the garbage you see in American Idol, where it's, it's one person <laughs> that can't write. They 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 have somebody write for them. They write they record one album. The record company who, who you know they probably spend fifty grand total. Yeah, and they have enough marketing and figure out that they know they're at least going to make you know a quarter million back on that 50 mm -hmm. grand investment and that's it that's what yeah. you're going to hear yeah because they can afford to keep changing them you know i don't care if you only if you're one album wonder you're you still make me a profit of about you know two hundred thousand dollars on a fifty thousand dollar investment yeah i just need to find the next justin bieber or the next whoever <laughs> and you know do yeah. it again. I can keep doing it because there's always going to be these kids that think, you know, but that's the type of people you're going to have, you know, this, they're going to be the last one standing because there's no big investment. There's, yeah. there's, you're not, you're not making money off talent. You're making money off profits. Yeah. But what yeah. do you think? Have you seen the things like Pledge Music and Kickstarter? The what? Have you seen those sites like Pledge Music and Click Kickstarter? Yeah. Like I know Queensryche used it on her new album and Candlebox and bands like that where you... Yeah. Send them money to pre-order the album, and that's how they fund making the album. Yeah, and and it's uh, it's it's the, the sad thing is it's become necessary. This this yeah. is what used to be mm -hmm. what record, record companies did, yeah. right? You know, yeah. well, you have a record company behind you. You sign a contract for who knows how many albums, and yeah. you know, depending on how your contract, like the old days with with, with Overkill, we were set up. It, Oh, there's there's X amount of albums. This this is the budget for each. It gets a little bit bigger, but if you hit certain sales marks, blah blah blah, you get this much. Yeah. Your your budget grows. Next album, you get this much money. This money, you know, before you know it, you're st you're spending three hundred grand on an album, <laughs> on, yeah. on going into reporting, right? You know, 
But the record company knew it because between between all the income they could generate, because there was only one way to get that album that wants to buy it. You know, e- even if you bought the album and shared it with ten friends, it was meant that the, the loss of sale was minimal. Yeah. Now you don't, as I said, that's what I was saying. I mean, nobody's gonna pay for your shit anymore. You're self-financed. Yeah. How are you gonna do that? <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. heard amazing crap that's been recorded on a cell phone that came out. You sounding holy, cr- you know. You go back all the way back to Frank Zappa. He was notorious for recording. Most of his stuff is recorded on a four-track. Yeah. Little four-track recorder. You know, you hear his his stuff. It sounds like, surely he spent probably, you know, a couple of millions in that, as, as amazing as it sounds. No, it's four-track. You can do amazing shit. But that's not how it really works for most people, yeah. right? Because yeah. we're not all musical geniuses. We don't have neither the capability or technical know-how to yeah. do this. So now I'm really good friends with, with, with the guys in Raven from back in the day overseas and, and still, you know, they did, that's how they had to do their last album. Wow. They went on a, on a fund me thing, as you said, you know, kickstart or fund me or, and all that, you know, and, and it was literally, f- their, their fan base paid for them to go and record a new album. Wow. They, they got, you know, they got their <laughs> album, they got some, they got some goodies, you know, in return for, for their upfront investment in, as you said, it kind of ties in back yeah. with you were saying, I think, with, you know, well, somebody hits like, what does that really yeah. mean? Are they going to support you? Are they just liking yeah. to get you out of the news feed? Are they like you because they genuinely like the band? You don't know. And the whole thing with, you know, you're paying up front, that's a guaranteed sale. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to donate $20, dollars $50 just because you're a nice guy. I mean, very few people can afford that. Mm-hmm. So you, you donate because you know you want to hear that new, new album whenever it's done. So that's a guaranteed sale. And I, I think it's garbage. I think it's, it's, I think it's not humiliating because it's not. If, if you want to make music, you got to have to do what you have to do. Yeah. And you know, we, we, we all fucking ate out of garbage cans in the old days because mm-hmm. you, all we wanted to do was play metal or record or whatever or try to be rock stars or whatever so we did what we had to do in order to get to that you know to get to that place which you know having to fundraise to record an album is you know yeah it's it's the same thing yeah i just i think it's inherently wrong because there's still people besides you making money off the album Mm You know, like Raven, well, they did a fundraiser, did a major fundraiser. They did really good. Their new album's fantastic. They signed, yeah. uh, uh, you know, they, they in order for, for the music to get out beyond just you putting it on your website and yeah. say, hey, you can buy it and download <laughs> it here type of deal or sign with, with one of the online distributors. Yeah. You know, they they, they, they signed a worldwide deal with, uh, for distribution with SVB or SB or something like yeah, yeah, it's Steam I think, Hammer or something. Yeah, like yeah, Steam yeah. Hammer, exactly. Yeah. It's like out of Holland or something. Yeah. You know, and it works out for them because they get they 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 get their stuff out in a real way and they do get a lot of promotional yeah. backing. Yeah. You know. But if they weren't Raven, it wouldn't have happened yeah, yeah. because the, the the guys are not I'm not gonna you know, do all this for only, you know, Ten percent of the sales or whatever. Yeah. So inevitably, even if you do, you 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 now you have to pay all the upfront costs that used to be taken care of. Yeah. Plus, you're gonna lose money on the back end because 
people again That's the way people are buying it yeah yeah <laughs> did they have a thing like where you know you donate this much you get a shout out on the album credits or you donate this much you get I know I, some bands do I stuff like that I think they did I think they did something autograph stuff yeah well yeah they got a lot of they, they got like the album they got uh, of you know shirt and, and like goodies I, I don't know all the goodies but I do actually think there was there was, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it couldn't have been everyone who donated. So if you donated over a certain amount, you 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 were on the thank you yeah. list or something. Yeah. I do actually remember yeah. uh, something about that. Yeah. You know, like like a VIP yeah. type of. You know. Yeah, a lot a lot of them are doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I mean that that again. You know, back ties into there's no money being made anymore. Yeah. It's like I had a fairly involved discussion with with. Blitz from Overkill mm-hmm. some years ago when when we kind of got things back together to where we were 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 good friends again and all this that and the other thing uh, because the new thing now I guess and that's not just with them but everybody who's on tour and legitimate you know good sized tours is you can buy your ticket yeah. you know. Twenty-five bucks, maybe. Yeah. You could buy a VIP ticket. Yeah, I was. Which is like fifty or sixty or seventy-five dollars, and 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 here's what you get: you you know you get to get in immediately after the sound check, meet and greet type of deal. Hang with the band, take pictures, get autographed. You know, some bands, you know, they'll say, "Well, your your concert ticket is forty bucks. Mm -hmm. Your VIP ticket is one hundred and fifty." So you get to meet the band, meet and greet, meet and greet, meet and greet. You get a care package which might include like a, a, a you know, band jacket or something weird, you know. Yeah. The higher the VIP, but I was talking to Blaze and said, dude, man, that's that's fucking just that's wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's what we used that that. It didn't matter what you felt like that day. It didn't matter if you if you were great mood and you were a really shitty mood or whatever. You know, the meet and greet was free. That that's what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, before and after the show. You know, anybody approach you. You know, can I take a picture? Of course. Can I get an autograph? Of course. That's why we. That's how we're here. Yeah. Type of deal. Now you're fucking charging money for it. Yeah. Yeah. I said, uh, and, and he said, dude, you don't understand. That's how we have to do it because we don't make money off sales anymore. We, you know, record sales. The money you, you you get in from sales nowadays is, is so negligible it's it's not even worth sending to an accountant. You make all your money off your merchandise on tour, you make your money off publishing like all the side things and, and now you make money off VIP tickets. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well why are people fucking paying for that? They should be able to go up, hey that's Bonnie Blitz, I want his autograph. And you should turn around with a big smile on your face and say, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only reason I'm able to be here is because of people like them that want to come see your shows, buy your albums, meet you, take a picture or get an autograph. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he was just like, it's it's how it is, dude. Yeah. Well, I think the flip side of that is that like Jamie Jostin from <clears throat> Hatebreed mm-hmm. has said he'll meet anybody anytime, but this at least if a kid really wants to meet him and he's waiting out there with 100, 200 other people and they don't have the they don't make it up there before he has to leave. Yeah, this at least guarantees him the, the chance. You know. It, yeah, it, it, and and that is true. But and and again and and yeah, it's 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 definitely happened. You know, you you, you have a travel schedule. Yeah. You know, you're on, if it's not a one-off show, you have a travel schedule. And sometimes, you know, you your 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 bus call 
might not be till five in the morning. You mm-hmm. get out, you know, the show finishes eleven. You got a lot of sh- time to to hang, take pictures, sign autographs, right. get drunk, get stupid, get laid, whatever the hell, you know. But there's times where you get off stage, you know, and and this, you know, it might take two two and a half, three hours to break the stage down, get yeah. trucks loaded, whatever, and you have to roll yeah, yeah. because you got to run, you know, eight hundred miles overnight to the next show. And in that situation, yeah, I can see. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's still just it, it it's it's kind of completely opposite of what I thought it was, you know, I thought it was supposed to be about, which which right. is, well, yeah, you, you wanted to play music. Mm, well, because A, you liked playing music, you thought it was cool, maybe you were good at it. Mm-hmm. And you were also thinking, oh man, I want to be a rock star. I want to be like this dude up there, <laughs> you know, I, I got a post on my wall, I, I listen to that record all the time, I do this, do that, do that. You know, you want to be a rock star, you want to get laid, you want to, you know, dude, look at that life. You know, all I gotta look forward to is look at my parents. I'm not gonna fucking be like that. I want to be like that. You know, so you had this whole drive, but once you got started getting a little bit of the way there, you start realizing, yeah, but now there might be kids looking at me like that. I want to be like him. You know, now you might be the guy on the poster, and then you you're supposed to think back to what you had done. You you know, what would it meant to you to meet your idol, to oh, take yeah. a picture, shake his hand. Right. Or her hand, yeah. Get an autograph. Just tell tell me your opinion, dude. You 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 mean this much to me? Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. That's see, that's what I thought it was about. Yeah. Like I told Blitz, is that I will never charge for fucking signing an autograph. <laughs> I will never fucking charge for for taking a picture with someone. I think it's it's <clears throat> completely not what this is about. And he's like, good luck with that. <laughs> you you want to you want to go out? You want to if you want to just if you want to do more than just sell an album, record an album and sell it, and that's it, is that good luck with not doing wow. it because you're not gonna make enough money to even go on tour. That's crazy. Now, yeah, tours like now you, again money. Yeah. You know, back in the day, well, you 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 say pick a figure, you know, any number. Uh, you you make two thousand dollars a show. That's your guarantee. Okay. You have six shows a week. That's twelve grand. Yeah. Now, for you to be on tour with, with crew, buses, blah, 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 it costs 25 grand a week. That's, if I remember right, what it cost overkill. Yeah, now, where, where's that, you know, where's that 13 grand going to come from? Right. Well, it comes from the record company in the form of tour support. It's part of your contract. Yeah. They're right. going to want that back. They're going to want that back. <laughs> but they, they, it's a, it's a, back then, the only way you sold albums was to be on tour. Mm-hmm. The more shows you played, the more people saw you, the more happy people saw you, the more new people saw you, the more albums you sold. Again, like what Bobby said, good luck with that. Because <laughs> now you don't have record companies giving you tour support. Now you see all these, you know, you probably see it tonight when you go to the Brady. Who, who's sponsoring this tour? I don't have a clue. Okay. So it's Be probably, uh, it's yeah. more than likely, like Jägermeister, or yeah. Budweiser, or Miller Beer. Whoever. Somebody's sponsoring it. Exactly. And that's what you have to do now. You have to find... It's like, what am I? Am I, am I a fucking NASCAR driver? <laughs> i got to go out and find sponsors <laughs> right. so I can get to drive this car? You know, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> they want you to wear a Tide shirt when you're back there on the drum set. Yeah, well, drum well, well I mean, but, but that is... <laughs> yeah, you you probably see it on... I'm sure there's promotional posters or wave. It'll tell you who's... 
Yeah, you, you see know, you'll, you'll see how many sponsors they had to find. Now, the bigger name you are, the easier it's going to be. You yeah. probably have them coming to you when they hear about, hey, they're about to go on tour. We want to, we want to be part of this yeah. shit, you know. So, yeah. but but again, you never had to worry about. It. That's what yeah. I think. You know, Blitz's whole point was the good luck with that dude. <laughs> you know, it, it's cool. And, you know, you still have the same ideology that you did yeah. thirty years ago, but it's not gonna work now yeah because you're gonna make it to the third show and you're gonna be bankrupt and you're gonna have to go home Ugh. you know that's rough and it is rough yeah. and, that, and that's you know you know if if I had paid more attention and, and I had completely closed myself up for the business for a lot of years and if I'd kind of been more involved in the business side I've never done what I'm doing now because mm. it's like Dude, that's a nightmare. Yeah. This is not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, not the music side, but the business <coughs> side. How how much has oh, changed? Yeah. I didn't realize it. I, I I talked to again Blaze one day. I said, "Dude, I'm fucking lost." I said, "This is <laughs> not back." You know, twenty years ago, I know exactly how how to call, who to call, how to how to call them, when to call them, and tell them what, and, and I would I would have a three album contract in no time at all. <laughs> Now I told Blitz, dude, I don't even fucking know who's who. Right? <laughs> you know, I said, there are even people you, do you even call people anymore? And yeah. he was just laughing at me and said, dude, you should have kept up. I said, no, I, I, I left the business, man. I, yeah. I, I did not want to have anything to do with the business part of it. Yeah, it sounds like a huge headache. And, and it is. And, and and he was just, you know, I said, <clears throat> he was just laughing at me because I was like, dude, you're going to get a lot of phone, because you're going to get a lot of phone calls because they dropped their management many years ago, mm -hmm. the management we used to have, because it really got to the point where they didn't need it anymore. The, yeah. the management role was kind of gone. They could do everything, you know, text, email, phone calls. You could do everything themselves and have to pay a fee for somebody to do it for them. Yeah. You know, and therefore they're, you know, both, both Blitz and Didi, uh, uh, and, and Linsk for that matter, with his own band, uh, they're really tuned into the business, how it works, how, to, how things yeah. get done. And I just said, dude, you're going to get a lot of fucking phone calls. Because every, every step of the way, I run into a wall, and I'm going to go, okay, let me see. Yeah, yeah, there, there's Blitz. Let me call Blitz. Because he's got, he, you know, he, he's, he's so up on it. And he's just like, call whatever you want, man. But yeah. if you don't like what I have to say, I, I just have to tell you right now. I, said, I mean, it's not what you think it is anymore. Yeah. And, and, and again, yeah. it, to me, at least, it... it, it it's a complete circle back to where people thought it was really cool. You yeah. know, what, what was the old one? MySpace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm sure there was something before that, but that was the first one I knew about many years ago that I was on. And everybody's like, dude, this is, this is what a tool this is. What, how, how, how much can this help you? You, you? you can put one post and depending, I think back then, even, you know, how you set your preferences or whatever, X amount of people can see that one post. Mm -hmm. You don't, and it's free. You don't have to buy ad space in a, in in Metal Hammer or Metal Maniacs or whatever all those magazines yeah. were. Which back in the day was the only way you, could, you had two choices really, and unless you were super group, you would buy advertisement in magazines, or you would try and buy a spot in a radio show. Mm -hmm. Either way, it was going to cost you a lot of money. Now you can do that for free with just one post. I mean, this is amazing. This yeah. is the future, you know. Yeah. This is really going to help all. And now, it's, to me, it's come all the way back where you're back at that, that now it's called Facebook and YouTube and all this. And you're now now you have to look at it and say, this is bullshit, man. Yeah. Because you're, you're, again, 
you, you can post whatever you want. There's no guarantee anybody sees it because even people that want to keep up with you, A, they might not get to see it because Facebook might not want to put it in their newsfeed for whatever reason. And B, they, they might miss your post among probably 200 other posts yeah. from other bands in their newsfeed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's just not... You, we yeah, well, like if they're at work and they haven't looked at their phone in a couple hours, then it's gone. Yeah. And you got, you know, I, 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 I check my... When I get up in the morning and all that, I'll check my newsfeed and all that. and say, you, you have like... I know if it says you have 99 posts, that's just as many as my... It'll, it'll tell you. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, you, if you hit that little bar down the bottom when you scroll to the bottom of your newsfeed or your uh, notification thing, you know, is a see all post, you, <laughs> you might actually have 300 new, you know, new new posts that it's notifying yeah. you about that you, and that's only the people you you, you tell them to <laughs> notify you about. Like, you're going to sit and look through all those, see what each one is? Hell no. <laughs> you're going to go, okay, yeah, I know this person. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of cute. She, she, she posts some pretty... Yeah, I'll hit on that. She, yeah, she posted another ass picture. Great. Or you post this one, you know. Then they're they're really cool into in animal rescue. Yeah, I want to see what they say. But you don't sit and look through all the shit. Man. You just pick and choose. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, what, yeah, you, 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 yeah. And there are people living on it. There are people that hire people just to sit and spam. Yeah. Like use Facebook as a Twitter, you know. But but as as I said, you're back to that where we thought, oh man, this MySpace is really cool. They could really help a lot, you know. Now we're back to no, it fucking don't. <laughs> it's it's pretty much useless in many ways. And and then again, that's a contradicting, you know, for my new shit. That's how we got to where we're at, mm -hmm. purely off Facebook. I mean, we're I don't even think we're on MySpace as far as I know, mm -hmm. you know. So. I'm contradicting myself. I, it's a necessary evil. I hate it, but I acknowledge. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten us to where yeah, yeah, yeah. we, you know, we got we got a following, and and I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, my name and my past affiliation with, with other bands certainly has had something to do with that. It's, mm -hmm. it's again great name. When when you get those ninety nine notifications, and and if you're a fan of Overkill Battlezone or whoever, or you're a fan. Of, of Speed Kill Hate, which is Bob's regular band, you know. Yeah, you pay attention, you see yeah. that, you because you're a fan or whatever. So yeah, that's helped me stand out a little bit. But but I really hate it because I think it's garbage. I yeah. mean, you know, if, if this has been 20 years ago, you'd, you'd put an ad in, in, you know, what was it? Metal Maniacs, Heavy Metal Maniacs, yeah. or Metal Hammer, Middle Hard Rock, <laughs> you know, you... you <laughs> You put it. You put, you put out an ad, you know, or took out an ad, or sent a press release from somebody, you know, respect that sent a press release to to five of the big metal magazines back in the old days. You'd have way more attention because that was the only where you know you wanted to know about new shit. Well, you had to buy a magazine, yeah. and you had to know, look in the news section where you had the little brief entries about. Yeah. Oh, Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Aldridge are doing a band. Wow, or you know. Oh, you know, Overkill Slayer is coming on tour. You know, that was how you learned yeah. about it. But you had, it was a guarantee because the circulation is proven. It's, oh, yeah. it's not a guessing yeah. game, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, it's like uh, everything, if it's in a magazine, that's all, that's that's something. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of... It's a little more legitimate. Because legitimate, yeah. you and I couldn't just <laughs> yeah. type up a letter and send it to the news <laughs> editor and say... 
you know, uh, Joe Schmo is gonna play, sit on the milk crate and, and hammer on his toilet seat, and it's gonna be big. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're fuck you. Now, but it, but it came from a, from a known entity, yeah. which during back in the day, there's you know, huge companies. All they did was publishing for for artists and whatnot. You went with the, the agency that you felt best would represent you. So when they sent something out, you know, whether it was, you know, real letters or it was fax news, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. back, you know, it was taken serious. Yeah. And you could, yeah. If, if if Atlantic Megaforce sent out a press release about Overkill, they're publishing, that it will come in on somebody's fax, I'm sure, in, in, in the they would have like a fax list, I'm sure, a broadcast list like we do email now, you know. And when somebody saw that, they would take it to the guy who makes yeah. the decision what goes is, hey, we need to push this in the next magazine yeah. because this is big news. It's a big deal. Yeah. Really. Now, it's, 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 I'll do is said, and it's on, <laughs> on my face, my, not my Facebook or whatever, you know, how do you know it's legit? It's not vetted. Right. You know? Blabbermouth picks it up. Blabbermouth is huge. Yeah. Because they have a huge subscri- uh, subscriber base. But half the shit they put out there is garbage. Right. You know, and, and I'm saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm dependent on, right. on, 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 like, what is it? Blabbermouth yeah. and uh, Metal Socks. Uh, yeah. Loudwire is pretty big. Loudwire, yeah, like, Metal Injection. Metal, yeah. yeah. You know, there's like five, yeah. or, five or six, like I'm saying. Yeah. There's five or six of the bigger... It's almost like in the old days, like this in from the AP Newswire type of deal. You know, well, that's kind of what they are for music now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there was magazines yeah. back then. There was the five or six big magazines that just had a huge circulation. Every metalhead bought them, you know, and, and you know, that that was your, you know, 30 bucks a month of your allowance went to just buy metal magazines because that was the only, only way you were ever going to know about yeah. the music you liked. Yeah. Because it was not on the radio. Was, there's obviously no TV. There, there wasn't even computers we could have. In the, you know, so that was how you got news. Now, it's 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 oversaturated with with shit that nobody wants to know about. That, yeah. that would never have seen the day of light because yeah. it's not. And I hate to say it's not valid. It's valid to somebody. Whoever, whoever that news flash is about feels it's valid to them because they have the same right as me. But. There's a lot of legitimate shit that gets lost now on social yeah. media because people are just oversaturated. They, how are you gonna keep up? How are you gonna know what's real? Yeah. You know, oh, that's a cool band, between. Yeah, you don't even know if it's that that bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's there's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, and and that that's that's my beef about social media. That's my beef about well, where is it at now? Now it's in the, it's in the fucking garbage can right now because <laughs> it don't matter how you know. And again, as I said, I think I'm legit. Yeah. I have a track record, yeah. but there's no saying that I'm more legit than you, mm-hmm. just because this is your first recording. Yeah, Your first recording is just as legit to you, and to you is and should be just as legit mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, mine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. it is. I can't, who am I to fucking tell you that you're not legit just because... <laughs> Well, how many albums you done? Well, I, this is my first song. What does that really mean? It don't mean shit. You, it, it just means that you're just starting, yeah. and I'm on the way out. But back in the day, for the people who had proven themselves at least to be somewhat legit, yeah. okay, 
Well, they must be somewhat legit to a lot of people because they're selling a lot of albums. Therefore, they're new. When they say they're going to do something new, it's newsworthy, right? There, there was a certain level of magazines that would pick that up, and yeah. that's that's what I keep coming back to because everybody wants to know my opinion because I've been gone so long. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this new way? I said, it, it blows. It really blows. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of legit musicians that never. <clears throat> Can get the message out because mm -hmm. it just get lost and it's it's kind of like i'm sure what homeland security and nsa all does with our phones there's so much chatter it yeah. just get lost yeah you know and yeah, but that also true. works like it did in the old days you know well if you didn't play the right party you didn't <laughs> play the right opening slot for a number of years or whatever and you didn't work your way up just you could have been the best i mean just because this guy got a record contract, got to make albums. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, you know, but for for every every guy that's pretty good that got to make an album, or sell albums, you know, make a little bit of money. There's probably fifteen guys that would have blown him away. Mm -hmm. Just um, not not subjectively as whether you think I like this guitar player, I like his style, I like his tone, I like his skills. But if you just you know go from a musician's point of view, is it this guy is good? Technically, he's not that advanced. Mm. This guy's his technique is just unbelievable. His his skill level is twenty times as much as this guy. He's why is this guy? What, how does he get to make <laughs> albums and this guy did? Yeah, exactly. You know? So I mean, it still is that way, but there was more of a chance that this guy would have have been in some magazine and mm -hmm. talked about. Yeah. You know, and as I said, back then, word of mouth, you know, if there's a bus about, oh, there's this new band, you yeah. can go see them because they're fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and eventually, you hear it enough, you're probably, if, if it's convenient, <laughs> you're probably going to go check them out and all of a sudden, oh, they, they just gain another fan. Now, if you happen to work for A&R at a record company or even a management company, right, sooner or later, they're going to hear about it. They're going, okay, there's... Too many people saying good shit about it. We need to go check it out. because mm -hmm. Not because we want to support the arts. <laughs> but that's an income possibility we might lose out on. Yeah. If they're as good as they say, we need to sign them up before those guys down the street does. Because <laughs> at one point, this band is going to make money. Yeah. Again, now, how do you know? First of all, you're not going to make money. There's no money to be made anymore. Not from selling albums. Mm -hmm. But... You also might not know because that word of mouth, I mean, how, how many mouths talk about shit they like now? Again, go back to your newsfeed. I look, oh, this, you know, you just read or scroll down and you're just like, why are they the biggest thing since sliced bread? Nobody's heard of them. You can't even read what the name of the band is, you know? So, so I don't want to hear about, I want to hear about so-and-so mm -hmm. and that gets lost in that clutter because there's, yeah. there's only so much you can you yeah. pay attention to yeah so that's my beef about media <laughs> media nowadays and i know that's a long spiel but i've been every last two years since, since i started bang up that's been one of the first questions so what do you think of the new one you've been gone a long time well this this is what i think about <laughs> i think it's garbage this is what i think <laughs> it, it was a good tool to begin with when it was being used in moderation and it served its purpose. Unfortunately, it became the norm. Yeah. And it exploded. 
a monster was created. It, it, absolutely. And, and that, I think it's, it's the whole thing because there's no overhead. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no initial investment. All you had to do buy a laptop. Yeah. Get an internet connection. Yeah. And you could be anybody you wanted. Yeah, to. pay your cell phone bill. Make sure. Yeah. You make sure you make sure you can get online. On. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, but but that that's you know it's it completely. It, it wasn't. It was a tool. Yeah. Just like you know. Well, I can hire you as a publicist. Because you you're halfway good with words, and you can put it in you can put a lot in few words that's real catchy and catches people's attention, mm-hmm. right? And I can pay you fifty dollars for everything you write for me. Every time you write something for me, short press relief, I pay you fifty bucks, right? Yeah. I, he's amazing. He can say he can he can use three words, right? <laughs> and say what you use fifty words to, and he gets more people to pay attention. So I'll pay you. 150 bucks and that's three times as much as what I would have paid you but I'm gonna get guaranteed three to four times as many people interested in me <laughs> by paying him that yeah now that doesn't matter yeah 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 it's all all internet yeah and then and that's the problem as, as I see it it's, that was that's a tool to have somebody help you spread the word in the right way mm-hmm you know, like Stephanie that that I'm using is very, very smart. She's 23, I think. Uh, super in, in tune. She's in, embedded in the business. Yeah. Both, both in, in, in as a music fan, she's really into death metal and, and all the yeah. scary metal shit, you know. <laughs> and But she's also, she's very knowledgeable. But what was more important, she knows how that side of the business works. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's a tool I have to get because I I don't know I can't do it myself because not just because it's 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 time consuming but because I simply do not know it does not work. Mm-hmm. Had this been twenty years ago, I'd have had a really nice letter, good letter, had typed up, <laughs> and I'd have sent it to, as I said, five or six magazines that I know were had really good distribution, had really good readership, that had. The subscriber base was big. They would sell X amount a month of every magazine, regardless of who was in it. And more importantly, those particular magazines were sold to people who were interested in what I would gonna say. Yeah. Right? So I'd have sent those letters to those, and chance I would know the editors. Yeah. You know, I'd have sent it to those. Now I don't know. You know. Do you send it directly? Do you just put it out and hope Blabbermouth put it out? Do you send it directly to them? Do you do it to LiveWire? Do you? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Do you email it? Do you fax it? How do you do it? Right? <laughs> That's where she comes in. That's where I'm saying, like, what social media used, like, when it first started, MySpace and that, it, it was a tool. It was just an additional, it was a tool we never had before mm-hmm. because we could never reach, so each band member had 500 people on their friends list. So each band member posts the same post. Well, there's five band members. That's just, you know, that's 2,500 people reached. Instantaneously, how yeah. would how would you have done that if 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 those magazines didn't want to print your new hey Sid Fox starting a new you know he's starting a new project he's back from the dead type of deal you know the guy you thought was you know gone a long time ago he's coming back some people are excited some a lot of people are, who gives a fuck but if those magazines hadn't picked up that news release I sent out to them I would have been out of time I would have been out 
probably some money, and nobody would have known that I was doing something. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying back then. It was an additional tool that, and what was important was there was hardly any effort to do it. Well, you had to be able to type and spell. I have time people can't do that anyway. So <laughs> just the fact if you could write a whole paragraph without grammatical errors or spelling errors, you're already standing out because, <laughs> wow, right? Yeah. But you, you spent 10 minutes thinking about what you want to say and type it. Hit send. If out of the potential 2,500 people that could see that, if all five band members send it out, say only 700 people saw it. That's, seven, that's 700 people you would never have reached and it was completely free. Mm -hmm. And you take that in addition to the magazines that would have put out, you know, that's what I'm saying. That was an additional tool. It was a really good premise. Yeah. But it just, you know, it, it yeah. replaced it because it was so convenient. <laughs> it replaced all the magazines. I don't even do they sell magazines anymore. Uh, yeah, or, or, or are they all online magazines now? I don't know. I think they're websites now. Exactly. Yeah. It's online. You, you you pay for subscription and once a week or a month or whenever they, they publish, you, you you can go and, and flip a virtual page. I mean, yeah. I've done interviews with, with actual online magazines where when you were logged in, you actually hit a button that made it look like, like you know, Kindles <laughs> or whatever. It, it made it look like a real magazine. It had pages and shit. And I'm like, but there was nothing for you to hold. Yeah. Well, now that it's so rare, you'll go and the uh, issue of Guitar World's like eight bucks. It's like, fuck you. I'm not going to pay really? eight bucks for yeah. an issue of Guitar World. It used to be four bucks, you know? Yeah. Because no one, they've got to pay for, so they got to jack up the price of the well, actual. Well, because they're up again. And then that's, you know, what, where, where it took over was. You have an on. Uh, I mean, it's you. An online magazine is an online business, right? Yeah. You have no. What is your overhead? Yeah. You don't have printing costs. You have publishing costs, I'm sure. And you have to pay somebody to set it up and make it look nice. But you don't have to physically get shit printed, get it proofed, get it reprinted, get it distributed. Mm -hmm. Say. I think we're gonna sell 100,000 copies this month. So let's print 106,000 just to be sure. Well, if, if you only sold 80,000, all of a sudden you're, you, you had a, the, the cost of printing 26,000 copies too many. <laughs> you had to absorb that. You don't have to worry about that now. It's free. Mm -hmm. It don't matter. You, you wanna record an album, you record it, you get it mixed, you get it mastered. You, you know, it costs $200,000. Right. Now you got to get it printed. Well, how many should you print? Because <laughs> yeah. it cost about six cents to print the CD. Well, I don't know. Rate companies, oh, well, you run out and you can't get it reprinted really quick. You're going to lose a lot of sales because people are going to get pissed off. You print too many and the shit don't sell. What are you going to do with the, you know, you're going to sit with <laughs> a huge inventory that's already been paid for. That costs real money. Nobody's going to... The, the manufacturer is not going to take the discs back. Yeah. And say, okay, I won't charge you for these. You know, you don't have that. Put an MP3, download an MP3 file. It didn't. It cost you what it costs to record and everything. And I'm sure the site you put it on, like in Figures 13, we use CD Baby. Yeah. Uh, I have no overhead. <clears throat> yeah. I can sell that song for 99 cents, and I get 90 cents if it sells. My only overhead is the cost 
of getting it on their side on the you know my band page mm -hmm. right yeah it's it sells a thousand copies of that song there's no overhead yeah I can, I can sell one copy I can sell a thousand I can I can sell ten thousand and the file itself costs the exact same thing yeah there's no inventory yeah you know and that's the problem with with you want to print up a real magazine How do you do that? You're yeah. competing with the ones who just puts it up, and you can some of them you can read for free. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they're spun, you know. They make their money of, of advertisement, and hoping that the people who it's <laughs> too cheap to to actually buy a magazine, they're going to see some of the ads and remember that, right? Mm. But there's there's no the, the the cost is only up until the moment it's it's published. Once it's published, it's free. Yeah, you don't have to cost anymore. Yeah. That, and again, that's the same. You know, why does that guitar player magazine that used to cost three fifty <laughs> now it's eight bucks? Well, because yeah. they have an actual magazine, they have an overhead, they have to pay and take a risk. Well, you know, yeah, they can pay the bill somehow. Yeah, but, I mean, as I said, you you want yeah. you want to order a CD, okay? Well, you got to try and guess how many you think it's gonna sell. Well, statistics, blah blah blah, says a thousand copies. Okay, well, I I think I can sell more than that. Right? Give me a thousand people. Well, you print two thousand and you sell seven hundred. You're sitting with thirteen hundred. You can sit and look at those and say, "Wow, they're cool." Yeah, but these are those cost you money to make. Yeah. And now what are you gonna? You're not never gonna get that money back. Yeah. So I understand the allure of of everything being virtual now, mm -hmm. but I, I I really disagree with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. It's a catch twenty two for sure. That's it. I mean, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah, and and if you don't. Like, I'm very, very stopping. And there's a lot of shit I'm just saying, I don't really give a shit. No. <laughs> right? You're shooting yourself in the foot. Like like Blitz said, good luck. Because <laughs> if you're not going to play the game, you're not going to get you're yeah. not gonna get on the field. Yeah. And, it, and it say, well, I mean, if that's, the, if that's what I have to do to get on the field, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to stand on the sideline. <laughs> this is why I disappeared years ago. Because yeah. it's always been business. It's always yeah. been about money. Yeah. Most of the time, you, it's not about you making money, it's about mm -hmm. somebody else making money, and you have to accept that, because yeah. by you making them money, you get to keep doing what you're doing, which presumably you like, because mm -hmm. if you don't like it anymore, then, then yeah. you don't like what me, you know, yeah. well, I wasn't having fun, fuck it, <laughs> you know, then nobody, I, I, I did this for so many years, it's not fun anymore, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it don't, the reasons don't really matter. I'm gonna go get a real. I'm gonna be a real person now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, no more babysitters. I have to work for a living, but that's cool because I know. You know. That was too much of a headache. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, you know, seventy-five minutes on stage each night <coughs> did not compensate for all the other bullshit. Yeah. And there comes a point where it's just yeah, you know. Yeah. How many times are you gonna jerk off before you want something real? You know, you're only gonna do it so many times before you say, "Dude, it ain't fun anymore." Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, exactly. And, yeah. And and you know, business side of it was what I objected to a lot. I, I, I accept. Well, record company takes X amount. You really don't see shit because they say they gave you two hundred thousand dollars. Go record an album. Okay, well, they're gonna make that two hundred thousand dollars back. Mm-hmm. But if that's all they do, say they make two thousand, you know, two hundred thousand one dollar bag, 
you know, there's not a lot of incentive for them to give you another 200,000 to go make another one. So the more money they make, the more incentive they have to keep giving you money, yeah. right? And I only made them $175,000 out of the 200, they have a 25 grand loss, but your band might have made them a huge profit. Yeah. So if they hadn't made that huge profit of your band, they wouldn't have been able to give me money yeah. to get the next album out, yeah. right? Because yeah. now, why would I give, you know, I have one band that lost $75,000. Why am I gonna give them a chance to make another album so I might double my loss? So I understand the whole part that, yeah, well, the money, the part of the profit they make is part of the money they give me to go play Rockstar with. Yeah. No, I accept that. That's how it is. It's, but there comes a point where, where are you willing to do to get that 200000 Yeah. Go, now, hey, shut the fuck up. Go play Rockstar. Record me an album that's going to sell. Right? Yeah. How much are you willing to compromise your, your, what you came in this business for? Yeah. Even, even though... <laughs> As, as a 12 year old or 10 year old hell you know it don't matter you know your 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 perception of what it was about well it's about having fun it's about playing music it's about chicks it's about beer <laughs> it's about parties yeah. right that's what you think it's about oh yeah definitely you know it, it it don't matter what you think that was the, the reason once you started getting good at it you you kept doing it because it was cool you really enjoyed it you know, wow, I get to just fucking play drums. <laughs> That's all I have to do. Yeah. Cool. But I get to play my drums, right? I get to play what I want to play. Sure. It's your band. Nobody's, you know. Yeah. It's your band. Well, <laughs> it's not your band when somebody else is paying the bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And That's what I'm saying. Well, there's some things you're going to accept. Well, they will have input. They don't have ideas, they'll have suggestions, right? Well, now, how many of those suggestions do you, <laughs> you know, take to heart and change what you think it should be to what they think? Yeah, if you did this, it would be really cool. <laughs> no, okay. Now, how many small points are you willing to give away to keep them happy so you can keep doing this shit? You know, when do you say, no, this is this not even my fucking, I'm, I'm not even playing my drums no more. And I don't mean physically, I mean, you know, this this, this ain't me anymore. Yeah. You, you know, you want me to be something I'm not. So how many, how, in order for you to keep doing it, how, how, how far are you willing to go? And yeah. that's where, where I said, well, I'm really stubborn. I'm not willing <laughs> yeah. to go very far. I'll be honest with you. You want that, find somebody else. Yeah. But, you know, you did that. That's what you wanted to do. And you were honest to yourself. So. Well, and that's the key, I think. Yeah, in, I mean, and and that that's you know I, I know you've had Jason, you had Jenna and Scott, you had a lot of people, and and you know, you you if if you can't deal with your own shit, right? If you keep pretending that you like what you're doing, but you really don't, mm -hmm. you know, it's not gonna work. Yeah, you, if you can't be on you. I don't. I can lie to you guys, okay. Mm -hmm. If 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 I have no scruples, I can lie to the whole world. Who gives a <laughs> fuck, right? Yeah. But once you start lying to yourself, yeah, you're really screwed. And that's where, you, like you said, if you, you, you got to be honest with you. If you're not enjoying it for whatever reason, 
or you find yourself having to bullshit yourself just to keep doing it. You're, you're doing the wrong thing, man. Yeah. You better off go get a CDL, go drive a truck. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're, it's the same thing. You're doing somebody else's work. Yeah. You're not you're not doing it for you anymore. Yeah, it's not you. It's not your. your it's not your music. It's not your band. You know, you're compromising too much. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's you know, it's a it's a it's a it's called a music business for a reason. Yeah. But now it's just become, you know, fuck your business. Because it's, it's <laughs> it used to be a little bit about you. Yeah. You used to get something out of it besides just, <clears throat> hey, you get to play rock star. Wow, cool. Yeah. That's what I always wanted. Yeah. You know, you, you got a little more than that. You didn't have to have a day job. You didn't have to do this. You, somebody called and say, hey, FedEx going to deliver tickets off. Be at Tulsa Airport, so and so time, such day. Yeah. You know, this is what we're doing. Okay. Do you need a car service? Yeah. Okay. They'll pick you up. Love that you. And you know, had somebody fucking tell you, babysit you, twenty four seven, and you and you didn't have to work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If you had a bank account, you you know every every so often there'd be X amount of dollars in there for you to go. What are you gonna do tonight? I don't know, boy. Let's go get fucking trashed. <laughs> hey, I gotta hit an ATM, so we got money, right? Yeah. So if that's all you had to do, yeah. you know, and, and now it doesn't work that way. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, and and I'm not saying that was what it was all about. It's just an example. It's like, you know, it, it was a business. It was, it, but you got something out of the business. Now you have all the headaches. Mm-hmm. Not not only are you having to figure out how to make somebody else money, you have to pay out of your pocket to make somebody else. Yeah. Like you said, the fund, GoFundMe, and you know. Hey, you're the boss now, and that's probably good and bad. It's good and bad. Because you can, you can do whatever the fuck kind of music you want, you know. And, and, that, that, <laughs> and, and I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know with, uh, you know, the, the, the closest affiliation I have with you two guys is, I know Jana and Scott has been on here. Yeah. I, I have not, when, when I'm out and away from home, when I'm home, I don't have time to, to sit and listen to radio shows, podcasts, yeah. sorry. Uh, when I'm on the road, I definitely don't, and I'm 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 on the road about twenty five days a month. Wow! So it's like a catch twenty two for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just happened. You you you. I think you was the one who messaged me, and it just happened. I, I that was I knew kind of I would be home this week, but I didn't know when. But uh, you know, it's it's. You're a boss. You you know you have a vision. This this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. but I want to do it for this reason. And to me, it was because of I don't know how much you know. You know, I, I ran in, I ran into some health problems, mm-hmm. fairly serious. And, and everybody said, "Man, you, you gotta fucking play. Come on, do something. I don't care. Go go play. You know, go play a cover band. Just yeah. Don't don't you know? You have a talent. Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. Go use it. You yeah. Know. There's no way you could have done it so much to such an intensity or with such intensity for so many years yeah. and just walk away and not miss it. I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe someday I will because I learned long ago. Never say never. <laughs> you, you can say right now, I, I will never kiss a guy. <laughs> but you don't fucking know. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, no, no, I, I don't kiss guys. <laughs> uh, but, but not that there's anything wrong with it. But 
I learned don't don't ever rule anything out. Don't ever rule anything in because most of the time you're really not in charge of it to begin with. Mm-hmm. It, it's if, if circumstances are right, you'll do something you thought you'd never do. <laughs> yeah, you know, essentially. Yeah. So I've always been. I don't know, and and it was a cop out because there's something I didn't have to deal with. When people ask, "Do you gonna play something again?" I don't know. Probably not. Maybe I don't know. I can't tell you. Maybe someday. Well, I ran into health problems mm-hmm. and. They're serious, and it was like you 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 sit your ass down and you start thinking. You're like, well, you, you might not reach sixty, you might not reach fifty, you might not reach whatever, you might not yeah. be here next week. So all of a sudden, and 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 with me, music was one of the last things. But it was like you you kind of sit down and take inventory of what the fuck are you doing with your time? Yeah, you know how you. For all we know, this is the only go around we get. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't know. We don't know for sure. Yeah. We can speculate. Yeah, you know, but and and so, you sit down and take inventory. You go, did you do? You go tomorrow. You go tonight. Your heart stops tonight, and you get twenty seconds to realize or think about what you've done up until this point. <laughs> Are you gonna go away happy? Yeah, or. Are you gonna go away satisfied? Are you gonna go away with regrets? Yeah. You know that's type serious shit that none of us want to think about because you just want to get to the next YouTube video with a fucking ass shaking, right? <laughs> so, but I had to sit down and think about that. And one of the things, one of the things I have felt really strong about when everybody asked me, "Are you ever gonna play again?" is uh, the last full-blown commercial mass-released album I did was Horoscope mm-hmm. with, with Overkill. I personally think that was a tremendous album, and I know there's a lot of there's a lot of disagreement within the Overkill <laughs> camps. Yeah, it's you know between especially fans. You've got the hardcore hardcore fans. It's like no, you know, uh, under the influence years of decay were the Pivotal albums that line up meshed that that you know Blitz, Didi, Bobby Custis, and myself. Yeah, and I was lucky to be part of it. But that, to a lot of fans, is the epitome of what Overkill was and mm-hmm. should still be. You know, and that's the diehards, the hardcores. They love the the something within those albums just read something inside them that they they can't let go of, and that's fair enough. You know, other people say. Yeah, that was great. Horoscope was great. Well, that was a different lineup. You know, Gustafson was no longer in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Gann and, and Rob Cannavino were in the, in, in, in the band. And something I want to say is I all it pisses me off. And I can't really say it in public, which is weird I'm saying it now, right? But <laughs> I can't, whenever I see the posts on Facebook, yeah. right? I, I really can't lay into people say, you're talking out your fucking ass because yeah. you, don't know, you don't know the circumstances. You don't know. And I, I get it. You're a huge Bobby Gustafson fan. I am too, right? He's tremendous. He, I, he's probably, from back then till even probably today, at least in the top three of thrash metal rhythm guitar players. Mm-hmm. I will put his right hand, his pick hand, I'll put that right up against Hetfield. Oh, yeah. Everybody, if not, and we're not talking from a fan perspective, we're talking from a peer to peer, like I said, you know, 
he probably has the best right hand, the rhythm guitar right hand, the pick hand. Yeah. It, it's exceptional. And I think that's widely accepted amongst way beyond just thrash metal or heavy mm-hmm. metal or whatever. You know, yeah. he's just phenomenal. And I'll put Gustafson fucking right up along him. Right. But I understand you're a fan of Gustafson. Mm-hmm. But what pissed me off when people start ragging on Merritt and Rob yeah. from Horoscope, yeah. to me, that's, that's why are you disrespecting those two guys? They had not, first of all, they had absolutely nothing to fucking do with what happened. Yeah. They weren't even, you know, Rob, Rob the closest affiliation, he used to be Bobby Gustafson's guitar tech mm-hmm. on Taking Over, right? So therefore, the band knew he played, blah, blah. But beyond that, he had nothing to do with it. Neither did, why are you disrespecting those two over... I, I get we all have favorite bands. Most bands go through changes. Yeah. So we all have favorite lineups of yeah. our favorite bands. I get that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you get to be rude or say shit about whoever took the place of your favorite musician in that band. And that's something I'm... I can't say on Facebook, yeah, because yeah. I, I got a. I'm very outspoken. Most, most of the time, I'm you know I'm I'm on Facebook because that's actually my personal page. It was never meant to be anything else, mm-hmm. you know. Because I'm gone so much, I don't get to see my buddies. So yeah. get on Facebook, we can talk. Yeah, you know, that's per, before like super texting and all that bullshit, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it turned into something different. Yeah. So um, I I gotta be somewhat diplomatic. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to take away anything that Gustafson has coming from his, what he's done with and for Overkill. Yeah. And it worked both ways. He's both, he, he accomplished things with Overkill and things happened for Overkill because he was part of it. But at the same time, it he was, he was not Overkill. Blitz was not Overkill. Didi was not Overkill. Mm-hmm. Sid was definitely not overkill. Mm. It was a combination. It was just yeah. the right combination, and and it just so happens that the two best-selling and most to many people most popular albums were the two he and I played on. Yeah, right. Even to this day. So, I acknowledge Years of Decay. I hate Under the Influence. I'll say that probably right here. I fucking hate that album. <laughs> not the songs. The songs, the great songs. Are, yeah. But I hate the production. Michael Wagner fucking mixed it. It sounds like you're you're farting in a garbage can. <laughs> and more importantly, I hate my playing on it. I joined the band. Eight, I had eight weeks to come in. I came in from Pollyanna's Battle Zone, bridge wow. band. That was more or less commercial metal. Yeah. My drum tech with Battle Zone was from Brooklyn, New York. Biggest Overkill fan you could ever fucking meet. They had taken over. Why? No. Feel the Fire, the first full album had, had come out when we were over here, started mm-hmm. U.S. tour in 86, 87. And I outright told him, I never listened to stuff like that. You know, the, the wildest I would listen to would be bands like Raven. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, that would be just about at the limit what, <laughs> what I would tolerate, where I was just like, okay, now it's just fucking noise. Yeah. I told my drum tech, Ralph Mila, on the battle song, you want to listen to that shit you put your headphones on if I hear you fucking play that around me right I will take that fucking Walkman and I will trash it 
I said, I will not listen. That's fucking just garbage. Yeah. There's no sense to that music. And after that tour, I'm like, well, fuck ass. <laughs> the music he told his drum take, he couldn't play, right? Yeah. Joins the band. <laughs> <laughs> that goes to, and, and my point is, I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. The arrangements, the counts, the, the, the anything, I had, none of what they did made sense to me. Because it was, I was used to square, four, 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 mm-hmm. one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, bam, you're done. Throw a solo in. <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. Three parts to a song. Plus the solo. All of a sudden, you have songs that seven minutes long have 23 fucking parts in it. Yeah. And none of them rhythmically make sense. Yeah. Because they don't complement each other. They haven't, there's no thread through each part that connects yeah. them to another. So I had eight, I joined the band in January. I had eight weeks before we went recording the album to not only learn songs, but more importantly, fake my way through fucking nine or ten songs yeah. that made absolutely no sense to me. And, and literally, I had to just go play off count. This is what they want, this for this many counts, this blah, 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 blah. So the drums on the, on, under the influence of my opinion was really horrible <laughs> to play. There's two or three songs by the end of the eight weeks where I was starting to get how to fake it. And what I mean is, when, okay, let's get to the next song. Yeah. Here's the riff, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had tapes and shit and listened to it. And I would say, hey, you know what? Let me try and come up with something. I think I know what you're going to tell me you want me to play on this part. So there's two, like Drunken Wisdom, um, End of the Line, stuff like that. Yeah. I got to where I said, Okay, let, let me just come up with my suggestions. Don't tell me what to play yet. You know, because the others, I was relying on them telling me, I want you to play, this is what you should play here. Okay, I'll learn that beat. This you should play, this this transition, you should play like this. Okay, I'll learn that. So there's two or three songs where I, I just outright said, okay, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I can guess what you want me to do here. And they, you know, even with the time crunch, okay, go for it. You yeah. know, we're not gonna waste a whole week on it, but let's let's see what you come up with. <laughs> and I was right, you know, they were starting to say, yeah, you're 99% do this little cool but therefore to me that album just sucks plus the production is just all and I don't know why so many people love it that's cool I I respect that (laughs) you know I'm not gonna tell them not to like it just because I don't Years of Decay I think had amazing songs on it right and then we we used a different producer used Terry Day and We'd gotten to within overkill to where we, you know, we, I don't know, we're, we're on the road, under the influence, we're on the road like nine months straight. Wow. It, the touring was fucking anything from headlines. We did, we did, uh, you're in the US, we did seven, eight weeks with, with Slayer Motorhead Overkill. And then we did another six weeks in Europe with just Slayer and Overkill. And then we did another four or five months just headline every shithole that would pay much to, to, to have a show up. I mean, yeah. it was brutal. So we got into where somebody would come up with something. You know, I figured the music out. I, I literally didn't figure it out until we were in Europe with Slayer. Yeah. I faked my way, my way through a short headline tour and eight weeks with Slayer, uh, Motorhead and Overkill here in the States. And we went, after Christmas, we went to Europe with Slayer and Overkill. Drunk as a fuck on the side of the stage one night. Me and Didi were standing watching Slayer on the side. 
were drunk and hanging. And I turned around to Dee Dee. And I can't remember, uh, I can't remember what song they're playing. I turned around to Dee Dee, just slobbering drunk, drooling, probably pissed myself. And I turned around and said, I fucking get it. He's like, what? Point later, I get it. I get the music now. I don't know why it just what they just did made sense. And from then on, I okay, yeah. Now I get now I get why the count now why the parties like this now I know why the transition is. It just made sense. Just one of those drunken moments that luckily the next day you still remember. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we came to time to to do years of decay, it was everything was second nature. Yeah. Nobody told me anything. Not a lot of suggestions, but nobody had to sit and tell me what to play because. I got it, you know, and, and we gotten so lubricated as a unit that shit was just clicking. Yeah. He would play that riff, I'd immediately do this, Didi would I would know what Didi would do, so I would do this, blah blah blah. And it worked and it's an amazing album. I still think like what I was starting out saying, to me the the from a selfish point of view and not Gusterson was the co writer and Big, big, big part of the Years of Decay mm-hmm. sprung from his shit versus Horoscope, which of course was all of a sudden not Gustafson's writing. But from a pure drummer's, from a selfish, how my performance, I think the vibe on, on the, there's the internal problems in Overkill were different all of a sudden because there were the, the friction wasn't between these people. Yeah. Was there a friction? It was between these people now, but there's a really exciting vibe. Plus, only we went in. Terry was available for 28 dates. 28 days, period, start to finish. That was all. We did not get done by day 28. He would fly out that night. He had to go to Oregon and start the next Soundgarden now. And originally, we couldn't get Terry. We we were almost signed with uh, Chris Sangaris or something. Mm-hmm. He did. The, he he had just done painkiller. Oh, okay. And and he his demands were just stupid, not financially, just otherwise. And all of a sudden, we got a call from Terry's agent said, "Hey, if you can do it in twenty eight days, he's there. cool." So to me, it, it I did drum tracks in a day and a half, all drums, all the ones that's on the album plus the extras. Whereas Years of Decay, I did one track a day. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. If if I did the one track the first take. That was it for that day. With with horoscope, I did fourteen or fifteen drum tracks in a day and a half. That was how crisp we were. The more time we made up at the front end, the more time we would leave for mixing. Yeah, right. so it would, it just had an amazing feel, and I think my performance were that was like the scenes of my playing days. Mm-hmm. So. The whole reason, like I was coming back to, why did I do Infectus 13? Well, because as much as I think Horoscope, which was the last thing I did that was major, I think that's a fucking fantastic album. It is. It still holds up today, production-wise, playing-wise, writing-wise, whatever you want to put it up against. I think it still holds its own. Yeah. But I can take that album. I can hold it up. And say, this is just. This is a great album but it's not amazing. Mm-hmm. There's too many things, in my opinion, I had to compromise on. So when 
all the shit happened with my health, and I had to come back. Okay, I got to take in. You know, you get you, your heart stops, and I know what it feels like, and I know you're you're not gone just like that. You get little time to think. Do you want to say, yeah, I'm cool. I did what I wanted to do. Or you're gonna, you know, your last conscious thought is that gonna be? Man, I wish I'd fucking done that. And that was how Infectious 13, because I wanted to have an album, and I don't care if it sold half a copy. Yeah, yeah. And this is really bad. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about Infectious 13. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck what they say about me. I don't care what they say about my playing. You want to hear me play fast? Listen to this. Mm -hmm. Go to go to horoscope. You want to pay me, hear me play intricate? Go to Years of Decay. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to hear me play like a bonehead? Listen to Under the Influence. All right, I've done it. I've been there. You want to you want to hear me play four four beat, spin sticks, nothing fancy? Go listen to Battle Song. Right. So, Infectious Thirteen was for me and still is. It don't matter if it ever sees the light of day. That was never the intention. The intention was for me to, at the end of this process, when the Infectious 13 album actually gets done, is to hold that album up like I would do with Horoscope. But instead, instead of saying, this is a great album, but it could have been better, mm. is for me to hold our last rights and to say, this is everything an album should be. Yeah. Yeah. There's no corners. The, the, the corners that was cut are the right corners. <laughs> There's no compromises where I feel I should have just been a fucking dick and said no. I, I'm. I mean, I don't know what I haven't heard with Jenna, but I'm pretty sure she's probably told you meet me. In general, I'm a fairly nice guy. I'm pretty laid back. I do not take myself very seriously. But you get with me in a studio situation or in a creative situation when it comes to music. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm a dick. <laughs> I'm literally just a jerk off because I don't I don't deliberately say stuff to hurt people's feelings but I don't have time to baby you mm -hmm. I'm, I I don't have time to be nice and explain to you in a, in a really sweet way why I want you to do something I'm just going to tell you to do it mm -hmm. because and I'm going to tell you in a way where you won't misunderstand what I mean <laughs> yeah. which, which you know and sometimes you I don't want to hurt your feelings I'm not going to be a, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I just don't have time to go like this to get to here. I'm, I'm going to go here. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure when I get here, you understand first time what I'm talking about. Sometimes that leads to people's feelings getting hurt because they don't, we all, we all have feelings. And sometimes people say things that, that come across like it means something different when it, that's not intentionally said to hurt you. It's could hurt you, but it's not meant to. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm like, and, and I'm sure Janet can write that. I've worked with Scott, with, with this old band, uh, what the hell, Sybil's Machine. Oh yeah. Uh, I've worked with Scott. He actually, as a matter of fact, I learned later that he told Janet the same thing. He said, just, just make sure you know what you're getting into. <laughs> because when Sid gets in there, he's not the guy you hang out with. Yeah. He, he's, he's got big shoes on him. Yeah. He don't mind kicking. Yeah. You know, but that's what I want to do with I with I13 is hold that thing up and say, okay, this is everything I think it should be. Mm -hmm. I don't care who agrees because I didn't do it for them. I did it for me just to have that one album. That, you know, I don't know what you all do for a living, but 
or what your hobbies are, but just that one, you just want that one time in your life where you did something and you can say, yeah. Yeah. It was done the right way. Yeah. It's exactly what I wanted. I don't care who agrees. I don't care if you like that color. I painted my fucking color, rain, uh, my car rainbow colors. And I think it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Nobody, you know, I use dog shit to paint my car. <laughs> I think it's it's the ultimate that car can be. Yeah. I want to look at this and say, this is, to me, everything it should be. Mm-hmm. Everything that it needs is there. There's nothing there that's not needed. There's nothing that should have been better. Not meaning I couldn't have done You You do something, you can all listen, you know, the day after you go, man, I want to redo that. I can do it so much better now. Yeah. Right? But as far as just how it was created, the parts, the playing, the tone, everything. That's what I want I-13 to be. I want to be yeah. able to have that one. I thought I was going to do it with Horoscope, but mm-hmm. all I can say today is this is a great album, mm-hmm. but it could have been better, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's the key right here. Yeah. You know, Didi, Blitz, Rob, Merritt might not, obviously, especially Didi and Blitz, since overkills their band they obviously don't agree with me mm-hmm. because there's things that I got a rule on mm-hmm. that I think was wrong I think I was right mm-hmm. now I get my chance to prove should have listened to me mm-hmm. right yeah so I, it don't matter if anybody else agrees with me. like I told everybody who's involved you know uh, even back with Janet when she was involved it's like speak your mind fight for your parts Go toe to toe with me. If you have an idea and I say no, go toe to toe with me. Convince me why you're right and I'm wrong. I said, I'll never dismiss your ideas. I will never not listen to you. I'll listen to everything you have and I'll listen closely and I'll really seriously, really seriously consider what you tell me. But at the end of the day, it goes with what this is mm-hmm. what tells me yeah. I need to do. Yeah. Right? This feels right to me. So don't get upset if I say no. When the final word is no, it's not personal. I'm simply just going with what? No, we've been down that road. We're not going to do it again. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. This is what I originally thought. I still think that. You know. Now, if it comes out bad, like I told, you know, Janet, uh, Sean, Steve, Andrew, Bob, at the end of the day, if, if I'm the only one standing with that CD saying, this is, this, this is it. Yeah. Right. And you all gonna say yeah it's pretty good but no. right so, and everybody in the world agrees feel free to tell everybody hey that's what Sid wanted we told him nah, I've got to go like this like what everybody else says you should have done feel free to say you're trying to talk me out of it and feel f- free to point out this is what's no don't look at me I was overruled that's what Sid wanted yeah I didn't agree then, I don't agree now. You know, I said, feel free. So, like you said, being your own boss is good, but it's also bad. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have all the answers. Yeah. But it takes it takes that, you know, if you want it, if, if you want the, this is everything it could have been, then it takes that, you know, you, I I get having to be a dick, you know. You have to do There's, what's and, right and, for you. And that's the thing. As uh, I mean... Everybody has the cap- capacity of being a dick, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we all have opinions. 
we all look at shit differently. You might have disagreements with uh, who, 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 who comes on your show, how do you present the show, blah, blah, blah. And you might have strong opinions. And when you, when you disagree, you're not doing it because you don't like the other person. You're just doing it because you're very passionate about You feel your opinion is better than the other person's. At some point, there has to be a boss. And it don't matter what you do for a living. It don't matter what you do for a hobby. At some point, there has to be that person that says yes or no. In this project, it's me. Okay, and it's not an ego trip. It's it's not. I give more credit to everybody involved with Infectious Thirteen than I give to myself because otherwise, I would just be a former drummer, a has been, or whatever you want to call me, who's playing drums. Mm-hmm. Or trying to play drums again, whatever you want to say. Um, Infectious Thirteen would be nothing without the people involved, and that goes all the way back to the first thing, the first CD, uh, the first thing we did was Painted Black. Mm-hmm. You know, back to it was Eric, Bob, uh, me, Indiana. Mm-hmm. But that was the first, very first. I don't know what you want. That was the very first version of Infectious Thirteen. Yeah. That song. I was a dick. Told Jenna what to play. Told her how to play. She did not have a say. If you, if you don't like what the guitar is doing in that song, she can go, whoa, go talk to Sid. <laughs> I told uh, Eric, Rose, what I wanted him to play, how I wanted to play. It's like, dude, this point is just do 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 do. That's what it means. Yeah. Right? You like it? I did good. You don't like it? Feel free to go to Eric and go, hey, yo, Bob told me to play that way. Sid told me to play it that way. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I will tell you, there's very, uh, start to finish, that song is 100% me. Arrangement, what, how it's played, how it comes together, where they play what, it's 100% me. 99.9% me. That song I can take and go. This has been an album. I would finally have that album where I could say, "This is everything I wanted. It's everything I was looking for. This yeah. has everything it needs to be great. I don't care if nobody cares." To me, because this I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Enemy at the gate. I don't feel that way about. It. I f- I feel it's an amazing song. I think. And it sprung out from uh, idea that Sean Sanders come up with. This was before Steve was with us. There's things about that song where I went away from why am I doing this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I want it to be what I want it to be. These guys want to help me. I, I can never thank them enough. If they don't, I'll find somebody who will, or I just won't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really sad way of putting it, but it's true. You know, again, I'm doing it for my own benefit, not to please people who like what I've done before. Yeah, because you like what I've done. I, I can't go back and redo what I did before. This is not what this is about. We're not going to write horoscope two, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, but I felt in order to keep things moving, keep people happy. There are certain things about 
enemy at the gate where I'm back to horoscope where I can take that song and say if this was a full album it's a great album but it could have been better mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah so between the start of the project a year and a half ago and where we were at in February when we, we released Enemy at the Gate I kind of went away from I got lost in the in the whole process, mm-hmm. which is what happens when you like someone. You, know, yeah. you like do shit with, with certain people. Sometimes you lose track. Like I said, well, yeah, I love. Like, it goes back to, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. Like mm-hmm. when we said, yeah, it's, it's great to play rock star. Trust me, it's fucking amazing. It's great. It's great to make good money playing rock star. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, dude. <laughs> right? But there comes a point where you realize this is not what I started out for. Yeah. I started because it was fun to play. And you, 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 when you started out, the first 10 years, you, you, it cost you money to play. Mm-hmm. Nobody even, you know, you, you, you didn't play shows, you didn't do any. You, you had to pay just to get equipment, replace, you know. But it was fun. You walked away every time you played. You walked away with just, man, if I, if I didn't have a curfew, I'd still be playing right now kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what happened between Painted Black and Enemy at the Game. Is I, I lost a little bit of what is it out to do, and most importantly, why? And, and, and it has nothing to do with anybody who involved. It's got to do with me. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost... I tried to be... Less than a dick that at times I needed to be. Where I just said, sorry, disagree, dude. Here's the, here's the lowdown. You either do it this way, or I'll find somebody who will. I said, that's, that's the bottom line. If, if you disagree with how I want it done so much that you're going to be completely unhappy. You, this is not for you, because mm-hmm. then you're going to really fucking hate what's come next. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I didn't, because I was like... The, the the person personnel that was involved, and to this day is part of, of Infectious Thirteen, is really uh, human. There's there's a huge level of talent that outsiders don't realize. All right, there you have it. Our interview with Sid Falk. We're glad that he. Uh, I say our interview. There's the part one. Part one. Yeah, and there's tons more to hear here in a few days. Be on the lookout for that. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Or like our Facebook page, and so you don't miss anything. And part two will be up, and he gets into a lot more stuff. Like there's talk about Paul Diano in that one, and some random talk about Lars Ulrich. Yes, <laughs> and uh, which is always a good thing. Yeah, and he talks. I know he talks more about about Bobby from Overkill, and lots of great stuff. So. Don't forget to check that out. And once again, you can check us out at thethunderunderground.com and all our social media links are up there. And you can check out Sid at infectus13.com or on Facebook, Infectus Band. In the search, we'll find Infectus 13's page. So until we hear or see you on part two here in a few days. See ya. See ya.